Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview with Brian Coaster on connecting buyers, sellers, lenders, title companies, and real estate agents, government interaction for mortgages, and what the Fed minutes told us about the path of rate hikes. Many youngsters don't know the shave and a haircut, two bits, knock, or musical notes. But some things are timeless like British prime ministers coming and going, and like what happens to certain lenders and investors when rates go up and credit spreads widen out. And we were reminded, in the cases of FHA, VA, Fannie, and Freddie, why some level of government interaction is good, as Sprout is Out was making the rounds yesterday. Sprout, which made a name for itself in non-agency TPO activity and correspondent wholesale and retail channels, shut down. Unfortunately, it is not the first and won't be the last. In this case, Sprout President Shay Palante held a company-wide phone call. Word has it that Sprout's entire correspondent team was let go and moved over to Oak Tree Funding Corp. Those impacted can always post a resume for free at LenderNews.com, and anyone can view them for several months for a nominal fee. One industry vet wrote in saying, Like having the kids come home from college, it's amazing how quick you can burn through cash when you have hundreds or thousands of employees on the payroll and or branches across the nation to pay rent on. Another note wondered, I realize non-QM is not subprime, but they were or are both non-agency. In 2008, we saw subprime evaporate in March, and it was gone by June. Then jumbos in August, and in March of 2020, many vanished. This time we have no subprime, non-QM volumes are still very small and may evaporate quickly unless Wall Street has an appetite for it. Fannie and Freddie high balance goes up to $970,000, and private banking portfolios have a demand for it on the retail channel. It's a tough environment out there, and it's getting dicey. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Real Estate Connection, a boutique real estate brokerage that provides a completely orchestrated experience for buyers, sellers, lenders, title companies, and real estate agents. Real Estate Connection acts as a centralized and organized, fully managed real estate fulfillment service playing matchmaker for buyers by connecting them with local qualified real estate agents and walking them through the entire home purchase and selling process with the lender partner. Real Estate Connection ensures all parties are in a fully managed environment that mutually supports the client's homeownership experience. They connect directly with major lead aggregators and mortgage lenders loan origination software or CRMs and offer a seamless digital experience backed up with boots-on-the-ground local real estate agent support. Speaking of which... For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back onto the show, Brian Coaster, to talk about connecting buyers, sellers, lenders, title companies, and real estate agents. Can you, can you explain, I guess maybe, maybe in a little more layman's terms, why, why this part of the business cycle is good for real estate connection? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're a realtor management company and we've kind of coined that term over the last couple months in respects to that, you know, the real estate purchase transaction on the lending side uh, involves a mortgage lender uh, who can issue the pre-approval, do the funding and offer the kind of standard, uh, you know, Fannie, Freddie, uh, government products and agency products. And then ultimately, you know, once that pre-approval is issued, you need a real estate agent to go out and show the buyer property uh, and, and take them through the home purchasing process. And, uh, you know, most agents only cover a couple zip codes or maybe a county. Uh, lenders, you know, if they're working online or are going to have any scalable type business, 
need to be able to uh, get their buyers out looking at homes with local agents pretty much in real time. And, you know, previously what we'd run into is just, you know, most lenders were, you know, 60, 70, 80% uh, refinance transactions. And, and that was, you know, paying for everything and purchases were not really something they were interested in. It's just a different animal. I mean, it's the same loan, but it's really just a different process. So now with the market conditions shifting to primarily purchases, you know, I think I read a statistic that refinances are going to be down about 69, 70% um, from last year. You know, any lender who isn't in the purchases needs to and then when you look at all the big consumer direct lenders, whether that's Quicken or Rocket Home, you know, Quicken has Rocket Homes, Loan Depot has Mellow. Uh, you know, you need a, a real a dedicated real estate arm to do the fulfillment. So we're acting as that dedicated real estate arm for our lenders. And uh, you know, now they're interested in kind of desperately moving towards purchases. So um, the market changing has been helpful in that. And I think 69 or 70% down might even be an optimistic figure based on uh, some of the anecdotes I've been hearing out there and some of the figures I've been seeing. You offer agent services and lender services. I think my li my listenership would be on the lender side of things. Can you talk about how Real Estate Connection helps manage that relationship uh, or, or helps with lead conversion, uh, those sorts of things for lenders? Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the day, when somebody's going online and, you know, everyone's starting online, right? And just, you know, how often do you have your phone with you, right? How often are you online on your computer? Um, they're going on Zillow, they're going on realtor.com, they're going on LendingTree, you know, consumers are. And really it breaks down to two types of requests. You have your mortgage first consumer who's interested in getting a pre-approval, interested in getting a rate quote. And then you have your real estate first consumer who's interested in getting a tour request, interested in viewing a property, interested in getting more information about a property. Your, your mortgage first consumer, let's say we go to you know, bank rate or lending tree, and they're going to want a mortgage quote. Well, immediately after the mortgage quote or the pre-approval, they're going to want a real estate agent to get them out looking at homes for sale. If you look at a home tour or a real estate first consumer, they're going to go on Zillow, they're going to realtor.com, and they're going to request information on a home. They're going to request, you know, doing a tour. And immediately after doing a tour or requesting a tour, they're going to need to talk to a lender about a pre-approval. It's essentially the same person. Um, what we do is we recognize that sort of obvious nuance, and we work in an orchestrated fashion to get all parties through the process. So we work with lenders, you know, who are purchasing leads and we, uh, you know, share those leads with a local real estate agent. We manage that process. You know, we send the buyer homes for sale. We have the agent, uh, you know, engage with the buyer. And then we get that buyer out looking at homes with the loan officer who originated the lead or, you know, the original loan officer at your company. And so what we enable a lender to do is kind of out of the box, provide a scalable real estate solution for their uh, customers and their loan officers in a completely integrated fashion, right? So we integrate with Velocify, 
you know, salesforce.com, all the CRMs that you'd be using. So now you have some ammunition to go after. And so instead of the loan officer being say, hey, do you have a real estate agent? Oh, no, I don't. And then that real, you know, they find their own, that real estate agent steers them to another lender that they use all the time. Now, as a lender, you have a local agent who is contractually obligated to keep that buyer with you as a lender for two years. So you really have, you know, kind of like almost like an annuity where you're able to grow your consumer direct, scale it, and then, uh, you know, retain those buyers in a team-like fashion with some local agents. I want to back up for a second and ask you kind of a qualitative question here. You have brought together buyers, sellers, lenders, title companies, real estate agents, all these different parties in a real estate transaction. How are you able to do that? That sounds like herding cats at best, you know? You know, I've been doing this a long time, Robbie. So um, at the end of the day, it's just, you know, something I've learned through working with uh, other lenders and other clients. And we're very organized and we're very structured. And we just kind of know how to go about organizing such things. Um, it's not that complicated, but it does require some know-how. Uh, and it's just something that, you know, I've learned over time in the sense of that you have, you know, a, a profiles of, of specific real estate agents or title companies or lenders and coverage areas and licensing. And, you know, those are all stored in a centralized database. And then we run, you know, algorithms over that database. And then we have, you know, lead sources. And then those lead sources, um, you know, have algorithms associated with it. And then it just sort of all works together. And then we have, you know, a whole team of people who, uh, you know, work off of various charts and flow charts and algorithms and um, it enables it to sort of work. There's, it's not like one thing per se, rather than like a combination of systems working together. Makes sense. So I saw a phrase on your website that I, that I think a lot of people kind of use as a buzzword or buzz phrase, and that's actionable insight. But I, could you talk to us a little bit about the scorecards that you provide and maybe give a uh, real world example about how one of your clients has taken these, taken the scorecard, taken these insights and changed their business for the better? Yeah. So uh, a really simple example is, you know, we have an integration with realtor.com. So if, if um, somebody's shopping on realtor.com and they created an account, we would get notified as they go through the shopping experience. And if they're browsing for homes or, things of that nature. Uh, we get notified when they do that. Our agents get notified when they do that. Uh, and then we have a local agent who is out showing the buyer property. So if somebody goes on their phone and, you know, searches for a house and, you know, Spokane, Washington on realtor.com and it's one of our leads, we would get notified. Uh, the agent would get notified. The loan officer would get notified. And then those goes into reports of, hey, you know, this buyer is actively looking at homes. Those agents give us dispositions. Uh, we call them fourth cause actions, meaning like we actually know uh, that the buyer is searching. We know uh, where they're searching. We know what type of property. We know they have a pre-approval. We know the lender that they have a pre-approval with. We know the agent. We know the previous disposition. 
Uh, we, we have a follow-up date notes on the file, and then we know they're searching. So all of a sudden as a lender, you know, you don't necessarily guess the status of the buyer, you know, and then there's a local field real estate agent uh, that is collecting information. And then that gets kind of put together and assembled into a scorecard to say, okay, here are all your buyers who are looking at homes. Here are buyers who are looking at homes who are moving. Here are buyers who are looking at home who are moving in July, who are moving in August, who are moving in September. Here are your buyers who are on hold. Here's the reasons why, you know, whether it's saving for a down payment, credit score issues, lease date, uh, you know, uh, that, you know, they have a family obligation or something like that. And then that goes into a report that says, okay, here's, you know, it's not just our opinion. It's from a real estate agent. It's from Zillow. It's from Realtor.com. It's from feedback from the individual loan officer. And so now if you have a pipeline of, you know, 10,000 buyers or 5,000 buyers, you're not in a situation where you're guessing as to what's going on. You know, and then we integrate that information with the loan origination system and the point of sale system or CRM that you're using so that that information's in your core pipeline report uh, with the agent's information and you are ready to rock and roll. So the last time I spoke to you was about half a year ago, or I guess at the start of the year. And uh, the environment has certainly shifted since then. I mean, the narrative is uh, lower volumes, compressed margins. Companies are talking about uh, scaling down and, and figuring out ways to do that. What's new at REC? What's been going on with you guys? Uh, and any any announcements you'd like to make? Uh, uh, give Give us an update. Yeah, so um, we've been doing a lot of bilateral integrations uh, with our lenders, uh, meaning specifically um, we're getting copies of you know uh, the leads in real time and sending back the real estate agent's information directly into the loan origination system or point of sale system in real time. Uh, and that has been something that we've sort of been pushing but haven't really been able to get out uh, as much as we like, and we're seeing the results of that uh, in a very positive way. Also, we're doing, um, we're releasing now a self-assignment software. So it'll essentially allow a lender to channel their leads into uh, a centralized platform and a real estate you know, platform. And then all of the agents that we have uh, that are vetted, uh, vetted through multiple lenders that are under you know, service level agreements with the company uh, that are under broker to broker agreements with our agency uh, will be available for you to self-assign. So you can just go in our system and say, hey, I, I need a lender. You know, I need a real estate agent in Georgia. I need a real estate agent in Texas. I need a real estate agent in Tampa. I need a real estate agent in California. And those agents have been vetted uh, and you can self-assign them to uh a local realtor that now is in the in the rec, you know, in the rec system, uh, and what that'll enable, like a loan officer or mortgage company, to do is take that conversation out of the loan officer's hands when it comes to consistency in their purchase process through their pre-approval process. You don't want a loan officers, you know, going online and hunting down an agent on Zillow or hunting down an agent and trying to get a one-off over to them because the agents ultimately get calls like that all day and it's just a one-off uh, and it takes a long time to form those relationships. And so we've sort of done all that work 
and it enables a lender now to really take control of their purchase pipeline, both through integrations as well as through you know the self-assignment software. Awesome. Well, Brian, I want to thank you for making the time, and uh, hopefully I'll see you at the National uh, MBA here in a little bit. Absolutely, sir. It's always a pleasure to see you, Mr. Chrisman. Uh, and yeah, just long time overdue. Always a pleasure. The eagerly anticipated, though not so timely, Federal Open Market Committee minutes from its June meeting show that policymakers acknowledge the risk for a slowdown in growth from tighter economic policy. There was also concern about higher inflation becoming entrenched if the public begins to question the Fed's resolve. What does that mean? Rates may need to keep rising for longer to stop surging prices from becoming entrenched, which means that the committee deem moving to a restrictive policy stance is appropriate. The FOMC meeting at the end of this month is still expected to yield the 75 basis point hike, but the Fed could tighten its grip with an even more restrictive stance if needed. Keep in mind that what the Fed thought 30 days ago is not that meaningful at the moment since economic data, inflation data, and the bond market response has turned much more dovish since the meeting. The Fed minutes had no mention of potential MBS sales. Today's economic calendar is underway with June job cuts from Challenger. U.S.-based employers announced 32,517 cuts in June a 58.8% increase from the 20,476 cuts announced in the same month last year, and 57% higher than the 20,712 cuts announced in May. We've also received weekly jobless claims, which were in at 235,000, up from 231,000 last week, and the May trade deficit, which came in at $85.5 billion. Later this morning brings the latest Freddie Mac primary mortgage market survey, and Treasury will announce the details of the mini-refunding consisting of new three years and reopened 10 years and 30 years for $43 billion, $33 billion, and $19 billion, respectively. Two Fed speakers are currently scheduled to speak on the economy and monetary policy, Fed Governor Waller and St. Louis's Bullard. Agencies will release June prepayment data in the afternoon, and also of interest will be the minutes from the last European Central Bank, or ECB, monetary policy meeting. Today's MBS purchase, or better yet, payoff reinvestment, operations sees the desk back in UMBS 30s for up to $922 million, a 4% through 5%. We begin the day with agency MBS prices worse than 8th, and the 10-year yielding 2.96 after closing yesterday at 2.91%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. I'm trying to organize a hide-and-seek tournament, but good players are really hard to find. <laughs> Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Real Estate Connection, a boutique real estate brokerage that acts as a centralized and organized, fully managed real estate fulfillment service, connecting buyers with local qualified real estate agents and walking them through the entire home purchase and selling process with the lender partner. Real Estate Connection helps all parties achieve a better real estate experience. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.